Podcasts are pretty common. So what makes the Uncommon Podcast uncommon? Well, it's all in our name. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and we at Uncommon Sports Group understand the unique pressures and temptations that come with a career in the sport industry. We provide uncommon training that helps you successfully navigate common challenges. Hit the follow button on this podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Check out our website and become uncommon. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and I'm excited to have my brother and fellow USG staff member, Mikey Carpenter, in the podcast studio today to talk about three healthy spiritual habits that we believe are vital in growing in a relationship with Christ. Mikey, thanks for being on the show. Noah, I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, man, absolutely. And Mikey, before we dive into a deeper discussion on healthy habits themselves, I would love to talk about why we live out these spiritual habits. It can be easy to turn these habits aimed at being an act of worship into half-twos that we do so that God's not mad at us. What is the true purpose behind healthy spiritual habits? For sure, Noah. Um, I would say just like you pointed out so often, um, these habits can become even legalistic or just to check off a box, but they're really practices that allow you to really be able to grow in your uh, you know, authenticity, depth, mm. and intimacy in your relationship with Christ. And again, it's not just this thing that um, you're doing, but understand that the Lord is with you, you know, amidst these different uh, practices mm. um, and habits. And I think of John 15 a lot and even just uh, clinging to the vine of Christ, really doing life with him amidst a lot of these habits and just allowing him to really produce that eternal fruit through you that takes time to mm. mature and ripen over time. Yeah, my God. So well said. And I think one thing I was reflecting on um, as I was just processing this question is we oftentimes label strong Christians as people that are, are in the Word a lot or in prayer. Um, and I think what we need to reflect on is that there's no such thing as a strong Christian. There's a strong God who supports the right. Christian. Um, and so these things don't make you a, a better Christian than, than somebody maybe who doesn't practice these. It just brings you closer uh, to the Father and, and strengthens your knowledge in Him. I want to read a scripture, Absolutely. Um, 2 Peter three seventeen through 18, which says, Therefore, dear friends, since you know this in advance, be on your guard so that you are not led away by the error of lawless people and fall from your own stable position. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. So just that, that, that verse 18 I love highlighting, just grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior. And the only way to really do that um, is having consistent spiritual habits um, and being in the Word, being in prayer, yep. having a church community, those important things that we'll talk about more. But just I think there is such an importance to this, uh, but you don't want to make it, as you said, legalistic or moralistic or, or turn it into something that gives you a sense of elitism. Right. Because um, it is just so that we can have a growth in our grace and knowledge of our Lord. And Mikey, the healthy habits that we'll be talking through today come from a Bible study that we've done on two of our mission trips titled Marks of a Disciple by Dean and Sarah, who's a pastor at City Church in Tallahassee, Florida. Pastor Dean calls these healthy habits, he outlines channels of grace, and the three channels of grace he outlines are God's voice, God's ear, and God's body. Yep. 
Mikey, let's start by talking about the first one, which is God's voice, and, and that is really just the Bible, the scriptures, um, God's word. Why is it important for Christians to access the channel of grace of God's voice, the scriptures? Yeah, no, the um, scripture that kept uh, coming to me here was uh, Hebrews 4.12. It's uh, the word of God is alive and active, um, mm. sharper than a double-edged sword. Uh, it penetrates even to dividing uh, soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the uh, thoughts and uh, attitudes um, of the heart. And um, it's a scripture that uh, continually reminds me that the word of God is alive and active mm. and transformational. And I think sometimes we view the Bible as just some book, but mm. it's literally um, God's breathed word you know, to us, right? Yeah. And that we have that access and ability to be able to grow in him, grow in his character and knowledge of who he is. And again, back to that intimacy and depth in that personal relationship with him mm. um, through you know, having um, you know, the access to the scriptures. And I think at the same mm. time, really thinking of the common thread and cord, um, Old Testament to New Testament, mm. really seeing that Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the scripture. So yeah. um, I think um, sometimes, again, the Bible can become just mundane to us or mm. just some book, but I think most Christian cultures historically didn't have access to mm. the Word of God. It was often kept um, with uh, leaderships within church bodies and those sorts of things, but mm. us not taking that for granted, that yeah. we have God's Word that's alive and active you know, right here uh, with us. And mm. again, not just wanting to be in his word just to check off a box, but really wanting to be in his word because we desire mm. to grow in that relationship with him. Yeah, Mikey, it's so well said too, even pointing out the fact that not every Christian in every church in, in world history and even now has access to the Bible. Um, a lot of churches that are under persecution across the world don't have that access. And so just even our perspective, being in this part of the world where there is a lot of religious freedom and having access to the scriptures um, is really a blessing. Yeah. And it's really just showing... Uh, God's grace to us, um, having that ability to study the Word. Some things I really thought about, Mikey, in terms of this channel of grace, think about Jesus in Matthew 4 uh, when he's uh, being tempted by the devil, and, and he responds in Matthew 4, verse 4, by saying, uh, it is not on bread alone that, that that man will live, but on the, the words that come out of the mouth of God. Mm. And the yep. fact that the Scriptures are, are it's our nourishment. It, it's, yep. what, it's what nourishes our soul. It's what feeds us the Word of truth and an understanding of our Creator um, and it's so valuable. You think about even how Jesus words that, right? It's, it's more important than food. Um, yep. So just even processing that. And then Matthew 24, verse 35, um, the fact that God's word is everlasting. Uh, just even thinking about how the grass withers and the flowers fade, but God's word stands forever. Um, and understanding that it outlasts uh, our lives, it outlasts yep. the, the, the length of, of this world. It's eternal. Exactly, which is, I think, gives it so much power when you really process um, just how amazing this channel of grace is. And then last thing I'd say, kind of to what you mentioned, um, how, how do we know who God is, right? You know, God has, if God has spoken, how can we know exactly who he is? And that's through the word. Uh, John 1, 1, you know, the word was with God and the word was God. Um, yeah. And so really having this understanding that you know, God doesn't often come to people through dreams and visions and, you know, voices from a cloud. That's really not how God speaks uh, to us in, in this time, in this age. It's through his, his word, his special revelation called the Bible. Um, so taking that seriously, right, and learning more about who God is through an intentional study of the word, um, being in the word consistently as a, a healthy habit of walking with Christ. Yeah. And Mikey, just one thing I, I've been processing as well is some people, even myself, um, when I first came to faith, find it challenging 
to read the Bible because it's hard to understand and it's really tough to know where to start. What would you say to someone who is struggling to open their Bible for these reasons? For sure. And uh, I face these uh, um, same situations. Um, mm. You know, as you know, Noah, I came to know the Lord uh, and that personal relationship in, uh, in college and all this stuff was new to me. Uh, um, I originally was doing a flip method where I would randomly flip to a page in the Bible and then, you know, uh, take a verse out of context and leave really mm. uh, um, confused. But I would say, um, you know, at this stage now, just uh, being able to seek the Lord in prayer mm. um, in terms of just uh, what he is putting on your heart in regards to, um, you know, a specific uh, mm. book of the Bible. You know, uh, maybe it's, you know, a struggle with, um, you know, materialism and the Lord puts, um, you know, Ecclesiastes, you know, on the heart. But mm. if um, you're having trouble with discernment there, I think historically some great places to start. Like I love starting in Acts because you really see, and we're going to touch on this in a little bit here, but mm. the early church in action and, um, you know, um, really just individuals on fire and rooted in Christ and really seeing uh, what the Lord did through them. But I think starting with the mm. with the Gospels as well, like I know for for me, the first uh, book of the Bible I worked mm. through um, was the book of John and just yeah. walking through that. I know sometimes individuals will do like a X amount of day challenge through the mm. book of John, but I think having some sort of structure is great. I mean, we live in a technological era now, though. There's so many different, you yeah. know, plans out there. And um, I would seek out even sometimes to, you know, somebody um, that I trust within a mm. local church body that I'm rooted with and seeing if that individual has um, any, uh, any recommendations. But um, yeah, lots of different ways you can go about that. Yeah. But I know I, 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 I face similar uh, difficulties when mm. I, um, you know, came into a relationship with Christ. Yeah, it's, it's challenging. And I think even as, you know, I've been following Christ for two years, and it's still challenging sometimes to understand God's Word. I mean, it's God speaking to us, so it's difficult to understand. Yeah. Um, and I think to your point, using your, your local church, pastors, mentors, people you trust in your life that can really pour into you, yeah. it's good to ask questions. It's good to, to lean on the knowledge of those who have been studying the Word for, for longer uh, periods of time than you have. Um, to your point too, Mikey, I think John is a great place to start. I mean, just the Gospels do such a good job of, of depicting the Gospel, obviously, um, and an un, understanding of Jesus and who yeah. he was, his life. Um, then I'd say too, uh, and the next recommendation I give is Romans. Yeah. I think, again, does a great job at just painting a picture between uh, Old Testament, New Testament connections and understanding of God's grace through Christ. Um, and this really does an, a tremendous job of providing knowledge um, on those topics. Um, and one verse I was reflecting on when we were just kind of going through this is uh, 2 Timothy 2.15, which says, Be diligent to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who doesn't need to be ashamed, correctly teaching the word of truth. And so just even considering the responsibility we have to correctly handle God's word, yeah. um, I think brings a lot of precedence and importance to going through and taking time to study God's Word, even though it might be challenging, even though you might be tempted to say, man, there's too much. I, I don't really have the time to study this. Um, it, it's a calling from from a, from God as followers of Christ to yeah. correct, correctly handle God's Word. Um, so it's a process. You'll never reach a full understanding of the Scriptures. Right. But to be on, on a path where you do and make it a healthy habit, um, I think it is really important uh, to really uh, follow in Christ and growing in your knowledge of His grace. And Mikey, the second channel of grace that Pastor Dean outlines is God's ear, which is prayer. And Mikey, what would you say is really so important about having a healthy habit of prayer? 
for sure. I think it uh, reflects back to just a, a humility posture that's rooted, you know, of Christ and just really um, mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, saying no to self-sufficiency and self-reliance of just understanding, yeah. hey, you are not in control, uh, but God is, right? And I think at the same time, I've used intimacy and depth a lot, but mm-hmm. it really allows you to build um, an intimacy and depth in your relationship with the Father um, mm-hmm. that you otherwise wouldn't have. And really just in that continual conversation mentality, um, allowing um, God to really work in that relationship. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say those are um, some things. I think we live in a culture and time where, yeah, we try and desire to take control. But again, I yeah. come back to the humble posture of just the, uh, you know, see- seeking uh, the Father um, in prayer, right? Mm-hmm. And being able to, um, yeah, build that relationship, taking things, um, you know, to Him and really allowing uh, Him to work. And mm-hmm. we'll touch on this soon, but yeah, really just, you know, being able to praise Him for who mm-hmm. He is, you know, really admitting our need for Him yeah. and really laying our requests at His feet. Absolutely, Mikey. I think a verse that really um, just kind of came to my mind is, as you were talking is, is how Jesus, you know, says that you, you won't see the kingdom of God unless you see it from the perspective of a child, unless you approach it yeah. as, as a child would. And you think about how children act. They ask a ton of questions. They're always right. communicating <laughs> their feelings and, and what they need to their parents. And I think it, it's exactly the same way with prayer, that if we trust in, in our Father who is in heaven, then we'll be communicating with Him our, our, our needs, our concerns, the things that we have questions about, the things that we want to praise Him about. It, it's a posture of dependence, right? Yep. And that's what if we're called to be as followers of Jesus, is we need to recognize how deeply we depend on God. Um, and I think God's ear is a tremendous channel of grace because He listens to us, right? Think of Psalm thirty-four, seventeen, uh, which says, The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles. And God hears hears you when you talk to Him. That's an incredible promise that is littered throughout Scripture. There's so many other verses outside of that one where that is highlighted. Um, But just really just leading with a posture of dependence, knowing that we we need to be dependent on God because we we are. um, And prayer is a great way to have a posture of dependence on our Father. And Mike, even following up on this, so many Christians struggle to pray because they don't know how. Um, it, it can be a challenge to know, how do I pray to the creator of the universe? It's honestly a great question. What would you say to someone who is trying to understand how to access the channel of grace of God's ear? Yeah, I think sometimes we try and overly complicate it or even mm. embrace like a Pharisee mentality of just wanting yeah. to be heard by like, the, the loudness of our voice or the words we say or the amount of words we say and those sorts of things. Mm. But um, I really, you know, I think it's different for everyone. But as I mentioned earlier, I think it um, and we, we teach on this um, a bit through our USG um, yeah. Academy, but uh, really worshiping God for who mm. he is, his attributes, yeah. um, what he's done. Right. And then really just admitting our our sins, mm. our need for him. Right. So the worship, then the admit and then the request as the Lord puts requests on our hearts, really, you know, um, um, you know, acknowledging those and and taking those over to him. And scripturally speaking, you know, that's often how prayer was modeled Mm. um, in the um, in the New Testament, too. But um, I'd also say um, the Psalms were a prayer and song book for Mm. Israel. And uh, something that I've tried to be more intentional about is. Um, praying through Psalms mm. and um, there's different plans out there you could do you know four 
um, or so um, per week or mm. um, X amount per day, but yeah. um, being really intentional there. Um, it was a book by, I think his name is Don Whitney, but it's either Praying the Scriptures or Praying the Psalms, but mm. read that last year, and that was very transformational for me because I, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I didn't know the Psalms yeah. were the uh, prayer and song book of, mm. of Israel, and just uh, I think sometimes when um, you know, I'm not sure of, of, of what to lift up. I'll just read a psalm and then really see how the Lord, you know, works mm. in my heart or what he what he places um, there. And then um, also I'll try and um, lift up certain groups of people, you know, mm. during my week. So uh, maybe I think it's right now Mondays are more personal prayer requests. Tuesdays are for my family. Wednesdays are for work and mm. so on. So um, I'll have a little bit of structure in there too, just so I'm yeah. being intentional about praying um, just for not only myself, but just individuals that the Lord has planted uh, um, in my life. And I keep that, you know, mm. on a on a whiteboard at home. That's really good, Mikey. I think that's tremendous advice as well of having some form of structure, right? To, yeah. to know what, you know, who's, you know, I, so many people come and ask, hey, can, can you pray for me for this, right? Yeah. How often do we forget and not actually pray about it? I right. think having... <laughs> A, a, a note or a whiteboard or use your phone notes, like whatever it is to kind of have those uh, prepared um, really to lift up to the Lord. I love Luke chapter 18 uh, verses 9 through 14, which okay. is uh, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And this is Jesus, you know, obviously making up this story as an example. And he really has two prayers that he uses in the example. One is the Pharisee's prayer and the Pharisee prays to God and says, you know, dear God, thank you that I'm not a, a tax collector. Thank you that I'm not an adulterer, a crook, a thief. Um, and then he says, and I also tithe on my income and fast twice a week. Um, and just meditating on that prayer, it's so self-focused. Right. <laughs> um, it's not really a prayer to God. It's more so just an elegant prayer to self. Right. Um, and then the second, the tax collector walks into the temple to pray, and he beats his chest, and, and he says, God, forgive me, for I am a sinner. Mm. And I think, you know, at the end of the at the end of the parable, Jesus says the tax collector went home right with God. And the reality of, of prayer again is kind of what we said, right? Of a, a dependence on God. Yeah. And so recognize your need for him. Recognize that you you need his mercy daily. You need grace daily. And if you approach prayer from that relational dependent perspective, it, it'll it'll change you. Prayer is not yeah. meant to change God, it's meant to change you. Right. Um so come at it from that perspective. I think so often too. If you, if you pray out loud, which we do here often at USG, yeah. there's sometimes you finish a prayer and you're like, man, that was good, Noah. That was, that was a well-said prayer. <laughs> and it becomes so self-focused, right? Yeah. So just As opposed to uh, yeah, coming back to Christ. Absolutely. Um, so really making it relational, making it a dependency on the Lord. Yep. As, as the tax collector did, he knew yep. what he needed from the Father, yep. and the Pharisee did not. Um, and so just having that humility as we pray and understanding um, it is a time of dependence on our Father. And Mikey, the third channel of grace that Pastor Dean touches on in the study is God's body, the local church. And we touch on the importance of Christ-centered community quite a bit here at USG, especially through the context of the local church. Why is the local church such an emphasis in our ministry and throughout the New Testament? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we have a very relational God, and I think yeah. that's what it comes back to. You know, I preface this, you know, as a as an introvert, I even know that the Lord has called me to uh, community, and uh, we, we both mm. love Acts 2, 42 to 47. We walk yeah. through it a lot with our academy participants, but really it was, um, you know, um, a, a church body that was brothers and sisters, you know, bearing each other's burdens together, mm. serving together, having meals together, praying together, 
worshiping together. That that was Christ's design. That's why the church is Christ's bride. But really, mm. the brothers and sisters, different backgrounds, experiences, but coming together um, under um, the banner um, of Christ or you know God, our banner, Je- Jehovah Nisi. So. Um, mm. It's it's something that um, we emphasize a lot too because that's what that's what scripture tells us to yeah. do one but then at the same time um, you know it was God's design of just mm. us not doing life alone and us really um, doing life together with other brothers and sisters you know I've been fortunate the past um, you know four years to have been mm. part of a local church up here and yeah. a small group has stayed consistent some people come in come out but um, I've been able to just do practical mm. life together with a group of individuals as the Lord really you know wants Wanted us to and has called us to. Mm. Oh, absolutely, Mikey. And I love how Pastor Dean calls these channels of grace. I think it makes us reflect on these are gifts from God uh, yeah. by His grace, right? You know, He He loves us so much, and He's given us these, these beautiful channels that, that we can access Him through. Um, and, and I really think that the church is one of the best ways to do that. Not only do you have people, pastors, elders, teachers in, in the church that, that are growing you and admonishing you with, with yeah. their knowledge. Um, and their messages, but you also have brothers and sisters in Christ around you who are going through the, the struggles of being a believer, right? And you, you can yeah. lean on them, you can encourage them. I love uh, Hebrews 10, uh, okay. 24 through 25. It says, And let us watch out for one another to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but e- e- encouraging each other in all the more as you see the day approaching. Right, and just how Hebrews unpacks the, the fruits of being together, right? Provokes love and good works and, and allows us to encourage each other in right. Christ. And so just the, the value of that. And I know especially being in, a, in the sport industry and having a career that's so busy and time-consuming, you need community. Even, right. I mean, not, I don't want to say more than other Christians because we all need it. But to some aspect, more than other Christians because there is such a, a challenging lifestyle outside of that community that you need those brothers and sisters to build you up. So that's why yeah, we emphasize absolutely. it so much. And to your point, even in terms of how the church is Christ's bride. I mean, it's, yeah. it's God's plan A for the world. Yeah. And um, I think we need to see it that way and not just see it as a, as a checkbox of, right. gotta, I got to get my Sunday in. Um, yeah. it, it's, it's way more than that. It, it's our community, yeah. and it's, uh, it, it's Christ's bride. So well said there, Mikey, in terms of understanding just the importance of it um, and why we emphasize it so much. And, and really, it was tough about this day and age. A lot of young Christians are led to believe that they don't need church, right. and that they can manage being a follower of Christ on their own. And really, a lot of people now, post-pandemic, are settling for yeah. watching sermons online or watching church services online. What would you say to, to someone who thinks they don't need to go to church or it's substituting in-person services for online church? For sure. And I, I may have touched on this a bit um, last week as well during the or a couple of weeks ago during our podcast. But I think from a standpoint, especially in Western culture, mm. there's this transactional view of um, church. It's more about what can God do for me, right? Self-seeking yeah. as opposed to being the church together, mm. being selfless, right? Mm. Um, so I think that's something there. You know, I don't want to devalue like the, the growth theologically or spiritually you can have from going to a service. I know that that sometimes, you know, the, the Lord has used those to bring me closer to him. Yeah. And I think there's 
a lot of value there. Mm -hmm. But if you're not rooted in some capacity with a group of brothers and sisters in Christ, Mm. like that's the, I think the key difference because you could, you know, just watch a church service and then not talk to anybody. Right. And just kind of do embrace a American individualism and those sorts Mm. of things. That is not the church though. That's what church has become in Mm. America, especially in the Western world, just a transactional service about the individual. Mm -hmm. But um, it's not, as we looked in Acts two, that's, Mm. that's not, what the church was. So I encourage individuals if they can to, yes, you know, um, go to a church on Sunday. I think that's, there, there, there's value there, right? But yeah. to be really rooted with the local body of Christ. And I think more valuable than the, maybe that service on Sunday mm. is, you know, are you serving with a group of individuals throughout the week? Are you um, rooted in a Bible study of some kind? And like we talked about earlier, not just to check off a box, right? Because, but that's really mm. what, God's design is for you to do life with other individuals. And like you said, seeing how he intercedes amidst Mm. that um, community. And and, and, and again, the bearing each other's burdens, the worshiping together, the prayer together, the life together. Mm. So I would say the healthiest, you know, bodies of Christ that I've been rooted in and been a part of have embraced, you know, not just a a Sunday mentality, Mm. but it's cyclical, right? It's, you know, throughout the whole week, embracing that life together. And I think if you just Mm. do an online service, um, you know, um, and, and I understand schedules can get busy and those sorts of things, I think you're really missing out on um, mm. community and the body of Christ that um, God designed for us. Yeah, absolutely, Mikey. And church is not a building. The, the church is the body, which yep. is the, the followers of Christ, the, those that he has called to follow him. Um, and kind of going off your, your Acts 2 comments, I love Acts 2.42. It really talks about the devotion yep. that the early believers had to the teaching of the apostles and to the fellowship, right? So they were devoted to God's word. That yep. was the teaching of the apostles. And then to fellowship, being together in community. And, and devotion is a strong word. It's not just they were committed or they were involved. They were devoted. I mean, yeah, you, th- you think about all in. You're, yeah. you're devoted to your wife. You're devoted to your job. I mean, some of the most important things in your life, you're also devoted to the church and the apostles' teaching, which is scripture, and to fellowship. And it also says in Acts 2, uh, verse 46, it says devotion to meeting together in the temple. It literally says these early believers de- were devoted to meeting in the temple, not yeah. not you know meeting just in their little homes or online, which right. wasn't even a thing back then, but <laughs> they, they were devoted to meeting together right. in the temple. So I think this kind of speaks to the online aspect of church, which I don't, I don't want to put down online sermons. I mean, there, there's days during the week where right. I watch sermons right. online, and it does edify and grow my faith. Yeah. But it is not a substitute for going Absolutely. and being a part yep. of a church. Um, so I think we can learn a lot from Acts too, as we have hit on as a ministry pretty consistently. Um, you know, but I think there's a lot to, to really reflect on here in terms of being a follower of Christ, being involved in a church, and then the, the online aspect of church in this present age. Mikey, I'd love to close really by talking about consistency. It's easy to listen to this podcast highlight healthy habits and then take it and, and practice it for a week or so and kind of forget. Um, so how can someone who's listening to this really stay consistent with living these habits out in their lives? For sure. Uh, I'd say the word that came up a lot with, with this question was just accountability. Mm. You know, I know when I've started a Devo or um, um, a, a new Bible reading plan, it can be 
you know, in terms of building that habit and rhythm over time. I know, I know I forget the exact amount of time, but I know habits take X amount of days to be able to, you know, really build. Mm. But I've found that just having accountability or like brothers in Christ that can really spur me on, um, you know, amidst my reading plan, I might tell them, Hey, I'm starting this. Could you be praying for me? Mm -hmm. Um, would you be able to, you know, maybe even once a week, just listening on just what the Lord's been teaching Mm. me almost like that tell aspect, you know, and that sort of thing. And that also helps me retain, but you know, it's, it's, it's cool, you know, being able to, um, bring in some other brothers to help, Mm. you know, support you there. You know, when I was in college, like, um, a bunch of us were, um, guys, um, Mm. in my small group were reading my utmost for his highest by Oswald Chambers. And, um, as, as, as you know, it's a, it can be a little, uh, deep and intense and sometimes confusing, but having five or six individuals sharing the different Mm. things that the Lord's put on their hearts as we went through that study together, um, was really, you know, um, empowering. And just, I I really feel like I grew in my Mm. relationship with the Lord, just in an understanding of who he is, through that time. So, um, mm. accountability, um, I think is important. And then I would, I would say at the same time, I just, you know, um, it can, it can be, you know, difficult, to, um, especially in the sports industry, right. To be able to maintain that, that mm. healthy, um, rhythm and that consistency. But I'd say, mm. you know, really do the best you can. Maybe it's at morning, you know, maybe it's at night, yeah. uh, but really building those habits again, not to just check a box off, but you know, this is a time where, um, you can really, um, you know, um, grow in your relationship with Christ and even just, uh, amidst mm. the busyness really showing that, you know, he's your firm foundation. He's who, he, he's who truly matters in your life. Yeah. Mike, I think you hit it uh, really well. Um, I think that's a tr- tremendous advice. And what I was kind of processing on this question is I would take it back to the to the first point we talked about of, of kind of the why behind we do these things. Yeah. Um, if you're committed to healthy habits because you think you're going to get something out of God, yeah. it, it won't last long. It, right. It's self-seeking. Uh, if, you, if you think you need healthy habits to, to right your relationship with God, I mean, A, that, that's that's wrong. Uh, right. But, but B... <laughs> It's, it's not going to last long because, yeah. again, it's self-seeking. So yeah. the desire, the heart behind these things is what really matters, yeah. I think, in terms of having consistent habits. And if your heart behind it is, I want to grow in my knowledge of, of who God is, you know, in the grace of God. I want to connect with other believers. Yeah. I want to have, have dependence on God through prayer and in His church and time in the Word. I think you will be almost automatically able to to commit to these things, along with what you said, right, of accountability and, and, and those things. Yeah. Um, but I do think the heart behind it has a lot of value yep. in terms of being consistent. Well, Mikey, it was a pleasure having you on today, and it was good chatting through these healthy habits. No, thanks for having me. If you want to get involved with Uncommon Sports Group and the mission that we are on to help you navigate the sport industry as followers of Christ, apply for our academy on our website at uncommonsg.org. That's uncommonsg.org. Be sure to catch new episodes of the Uncommon Podcast every Thursday at midnight Eastern time, as well as the full video episodes on our YouTube channel. Until next time, we pray that you will strive to be uncommon by glorifying the name of God in whatever you may do. See you next week.